Blog Talk Radio.
people of African descent, representing the African diaspora, a little education through rap, otherwise known as hip-hop. Hey, here's a little test question for you guys. Do you know why it's called hip-hop? Any idea? If you do, give me a call, 347-826-9600, 347-826-9600. I would like to know why or why you think it's called hip-hop and where that came from. Well, welcome, everybody, to another edition of Our Own Voices Live with yours truly, Rodney Smith. Sister Angela is still out doing her thing. Hopefully she will be back soon. Uh, today is Georgetown University plans steps to atone for slave past. Georgetown University plans steps to atone for slave past. We're going to discuss that. We're going to discuss uh, some more things. Uh, before we do that, let's let you know a little bit more about Our Own Voices Live. Our Own Voices Live is going to be every Saturday. Uh, as close to 12.30 p.m. as I can make it, uh, that's 3.30 for those of you back east. Our Own Voices Live is a radio show featuring people and stories from our community in Las Vegas, the surrounding area, and someplace near you. America is the greatest country on earth due to its cultural diversity and not in spite of it. Our mission is to help bridge the cultural and ethnic divide in America by working together to build the greatest bridge in history to unite us. And some of the ways we do that is with shows like Our Own Voices Live. We also have Our Own Voices, Our Own Voices uh, magazine digitally, blog style, as well as print. Uh, I do want to uh, let you all know that we were trying to get a print edition of Our Own Voices Live out for September, uh, mainly because it's sort of like the anniversary of Our Own Voices Live, but due to the car accident, it was actually a hit and run, uh, I actually have some issues. Uh, some of you may have thought I had issues before, but uh, I, we'll put it this way, I have more issues now. I have a little problem uh, focusing too long uh, due to headaches and uh, have some problems with my back and not sleeping too well and don't want to get into too much detail, but to share with you that, uh, you know, it's show business, and this is like show business too. Uh, the show must go on, so I'm trying to keep it on. Uh, right now, I actually have my eyes closed because it uh, helps eases the headache. So I'm still trying to keep it as close to 1230 as I possibly can. And uh, thank you all for putting up with me and, and listening in. Uh, the good thing about our own voices live on Blog Talk Radio is that it's always podcast, so you can hear it at any time if you don't get to hear it live. But I like for you to be out there live because I like the feedback. I like to call in. Uh, I like to know that somebody's out there listening. Uh, that's always uh, a, a good thing. So that tells you a little bit about our own voice live. And of course, you can keep up with us during the week going to ourownvoiceslive.com on Facebook, or excuse me, our own voices. Uh, live on Facebook, as well as Our Own Voices on Twitter. That's right. Well, for them, big shout-out to Brother Nas from the ATL, called in last week and joined us on Twitter, and he and I passed a few words back and forth, and the brother had some, some interesting input to the show. So big, big shout-out to Brother Nas for uh, joining us and, you know, make, making the show sound like a show. 
uh, and that means having uh, people call in because actually it is a call-in show, so that's always nice. Uh, a lot of things going on this week. Uh, we know that we still have the, the Kepernick saga uh, going on. Uh, you guys can call in and chime in on that. We're probably going to do a show about that next week. Uh, I, I wanted to talk about it this week, but I just didn't know if I'd, I'd be able to handle both of them. So I did want to hit this Georgetown thing because it, it kind of plays into that too. Uh, oh, and because I bumped my head, a little issues with memory. So, you know, charge it to my head, not to my heart. If it does, if it seems a little disjointed, but I'm gonna try to get it to you. So we had the issue with uh, the ongoing saga with Kaepernick and the NFL. Uh, some reports that the executives are almost like hate the dude. Uh, he's uh, been joined by at least one other teammate and some other people throughout the NFL are throwing in support as well as other. You know, this is not unprecedented. Uh, I believe it was uh, Jackie Robinson also who wouldn't stand for the flag. And like I said, we're going to talk about that next week, but I did want to throw that out there. There's a little teaser for you to join us uh, next week. Uh, This is Labor Day weekend, so start of a new month. No, many of you are out there uh, getting your party on. You know, a, a friend of mine, a Facebook friend of mine, somebody actually I know uh, personally, uh, her son was hit by a woman, drunk driver. He's left-handed, messed up his left shoulder, arms in some type of contraption. That's her words. <laughs> uh, he's swollen and sore, but he is, I believe, home now. But he's going to have possibly have to have surgery. And the reason why I wanted to point that out is because one of the reasons why I'm having some of the issues that I'm having is because of a hit-and-run drunk driver. Uh, Angel's son was uh, a drunk driver, a female. Mine was a drunk driver, male. And believe it or not, a lot of people were calling me to wish me happy birthday, but the pain had gotten so intense in my back and in my head that I had to take my pain medicine, and it really at times knocks me out. And I uh, really wasn't able to respond to any of the birthday shout-outs. Every, uh, who know me know that my birthday is always at the beginning of the month around Labor Day. I appreciate all of the birthday shout-outs, and I don't want anyone to think that I was ignoring them because I didn't respond. But literally, I was in bed all day and just wasn't uh, able to do much of anything except try to deal with the pain and sleep it off because the medicine demands that there be sleep and there was a whole lot of sleeping going on. And then my my uh, my buddy called. His, his birthday is on September 2nd. And I had called him to wish him a happy birthday and I told him about the uh, car accident. And he, he called me this morning to wish me a happy birthday because we hadn't chatted. And so I got a chance to actually, you know, wish him a happy birthday too. But come to find out, he was in an accident, broke his shoulder. Uh, he's been out of work for a month, going to be out of work for another month. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to ask you all, get your, get your, you know, get your groove on, have a good time, have fun. Uh, have your wingman, that's what we call it in the, in the service, somebody that, you know, maybe you have a designated driver, somebody that doesn't drink or somebody that's willing to abstain 
while you all go out and get your party on so that somebody's there to drive you home and don't forget cabs. You know, uh, and if you don't, if a, if you think a cab is too expensive, don't forget we have uh, Ubers now here in Las Vegas and in many other areas. Lyft, uh, a lot of people like Lyft, and I know some drivers for Lyft. I know drivers for Uber and Lyft. So give them a call. Get yourself home safely, and just as important as getting yourself home safely, get yourself home safely so that you didn't injure anyone else. I may, I'm told, have to deal with this for the rest of my life. I didn't do anything wrong, which brings me to another topic, and we're going to hit this one uh, either next week or the following week, and that's going to be making marijuana legal. Now, just because it's not legal doesn't mean people aren't doing it. But it made me think about, you know, my car accident and and now Angel's son's car accident, my, my homeboy's car accident. We accept injuries, accidents, even deaths so that people can drink. We accept that. That's like, you know, it's just written in. Yeah, it's okay to drink, and yeah, if you kill somebody, uh, you know, your insurance will pay and you go to jail. And there are more people killed by car accidents and drunk drivers, I believe, than I mean, like, a lot greater than by guns, right? And that's just with alcohol. And I don't know, because I've never smoked marijuana. I don't know how marijuana, whether it impairs you or not, maybe it makes you uh, more alert. I don't know. What I do know is I see people looking pretty zoned out, uh, get the munchies afterwards, and like to take a nice nap. But they feel good doing it. I don't know how it, uh, how it affects people. But I tell you what, I sure hope it doesn't affect people like alcohol does because I don't want to have to deal with even, you know, not just the people who drink irresponsibly, but, but for the people who tote, uh, you know, suck on that pipe, that bomb, or just the doobie, Mary Jane, Mary Grad, uh, basically marijuana. Uh, we have a, a question on our uh, election ballot this year to legalize it. And I think it's going to be legalized. And I suppose I don't, I'm not against legalizing it because alcohol is legal. So under our system, you know, it would be prejudicial somewhat to say, no, you can't marijuana, but, oh, yeah, go and drink all you want. You know, cirrhosis of the liver, who knows what that's cost in society, in life and and workman's comp or or insurance claims, medical bills. Uh, You know, here's a, I wish Angela was here, because many of you may not know that THC, recent studies, and she was just telling me about this this week, is now being found in sperm. Men's sperm who've been smoking have THC. Now, I don't know if the little tadpoles get high and, God forbid, they get the munchies. I don't know what. Well, anyway, <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a little aside from, from our main topic, but I did want to hit that up about the drunk, drinking and driving. You know, get your party on if, if that's what you do, but please do it responsibly. Have, have a designated driver, a DD, with you, 
and if you don't have a DD, um, you know, drink some water and take some time. You know, don't just drink and, oh, I'm going home. No, drink, drink you some water, hydrate yourself, and, and it's time. That's it. And, you know, like I said, feel free to call a friend, uh, call the taxi cab, call Uber, call Lyft. You know, the buses, they run. You can always get it. You may not, you, you know, you won't get your life back or someone else's life or limbs or if they're somehow disabled for life. You have to live with that too. And it should impact you because you've impacted a person's life. I know my life has been impacted. So I did want to put that out there. So today, this weekend, I'm celebrating my birthday. Yesterday at the gathering, we had a nice crowd. I did make it to the gathering because, I, you know, I tried to take a day off. So, you know, it's like I have to have a day off so I can have a day on, day off, day on. And I did make it to the gathering. I got there a little late. But would you believe my co-host, Mrs. Angela Thomas, and the crew, of course, she let it up. They had um, the uh, wait staff there hide the cupcakes. <laughs> and they had some, some red, white, and blue uh, icing, uh, cupcakes, vanilla, and chocolate, uh, all for yours truly. It really surprised me. It was very touching and heartfelt. The cupcakes were good, and that icing was slamming, or, or I, I guess you call it icing, the topping. It, it, was, it was a nice surprise. It really uplifted my spirit. It's good to feel sort of uh, maybe even loved and and so many people were, were there. I mean, shut so I get two people, that's a lot for me. And we, we had, uh, had, they had to put extra tables onto it. So, you know, big shout out to everybody uh, for being there. And, you know, for those who can, I'm probably going to go to TC's Rib Crib this evening and, and uh, break bread there. And if people show up, play some games, I hope that you do. Uh, they continue the birthday celebration. And, and actually for me to, you know, show a little bit of thanks to all of you for supporting me on the air and in many of the endeavors uh, that, that I have. So I'm still celebrating my birthday. I'm going to try to, for each and every one who sent me a birthday shout-out on Facebook and in LinkedIn. I was like, wow, they do that on LinkedIn? But I'm going to go ahead and, uh, you know, sometime over this weekend, get back with you and and share uh, my thoughts of uh, your birthday sentiments to me. Well, uh, I guess I'll give a uh, short station ID uh, before we jump into the show. I'm Rodney Smith, your host today on Our Own Voices Live, and what we're going to talk about is Georgetown University's plan uh, steps to atone for its slave past. Uh, we're going to talk about that and its impact, and it, I believe it's the only other uh, large college or university that has done something like this, and it's almost like uh, a form or prelude to reparations. Not reparations, but, you know, maybe we're headed in that direction. Our Own Voices Live comes on every Saturday at 1230 p.m. That's 3.30 p.m. Fill the few back east, and you can call in at area code 347-826-9600, 347-826-9600. Eight two six ninety six hundred. We'd love to hear from you all. Press one to talk, and we can do that. So this is what's happening. Oh, I I did want to tell you all. Uh, tomorrow, 
September 4th, I mentioned it earlier, is the anniversary of the founding of Los Angeles. And, and this is important because Los Angeles was founded, and you may be surprised by this, and, and I hope that you are, but Los Angeles was founded in 1781. Uh, September 4th, 1781. And it was called, well, since I don't speak Spanish, I understand it some, but I don't speak it. But it basically was Los Angeles uh, townspeople. That's what the name of Los Angeles was. And it's actually a, a, a long uh, Spanish name for that. And the way this came about was the uh, uh, Philippe de Neve was the a governor of Los Californias, uh, which was owned by Spanish owned, and he had called uh, for some family to come up from Sonora and Sonola, uh, Mexico, to basically establish the city of Los Angeles. Uh, these folks came up, and here's the thing: they were not just Mexican. They were also American Indian or Native American. And there were people of African ancestry. There were black people. There were nine American Indians. There were uh, one Spanish person or two Spaniards. In other words, it was about 44 people. And of the 44, 26 of them were some type of African because we weren't African-Americans then, right? So we were African. So you could have been African-Mexican, African-Native, uh, African-African. Uh, but they they came up and, and they founded uh, Los Angeles. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's even, they had census back then, and they even have the names listed of the people that founded Los Angeles. That's uh, that's pretty amazing, huh? Black people. There was even a plaque put up for the founding of Los Angeles, and uh, you, you, it's still there. Well, it, it was taken down for a period. Uh, I believe it was uh, it was put up in the fifties, and shortly afterwards. Somebody unauthorized took it down, I believe. But back in 1981, in the bicentennial of the founding of Los Angeles, it was uh, restored. It, it was put back. So I just wanted to give that tribute to you and also let you know that on September 4th, which is tomorrow, was in 1838, was when Frederick Douglass escaped from slavery and became a, uh, a statesman, an abolitionist, uh, one of the best orators of our of, of the time and really in our uh, our country's history. So there's some uh, tribute to this 1838 Frederick Douglass escape from slavery on September 4th, and in 1781, uh, people from the African diaspora founded uh, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, California. All right, do some research on that on that yourself. And uh, it's it's very interesting. And speaking of slavery, 
to our main topic today. We're talking about Georgetown University and Georgetown University deciding it's going to atone, atone for its slave past. And what I mean by that is many colleges, universities back in the day, they use slaves. You slave labor to build the facilities. You slave labor to maintain the facilities. And if they owned the slaves, which, in fact, Georgetown did, they had a little financial difficulty, so they sold off 272 slaves. Now, what I don't know is if those 272 slaves was all the slaves that they had, but they did have at least 272 that they sold. And so they profited from that. And some accounts says that that's what kept Georgetown University afloat. And obviously today it's a big school. It's a wash in uh, endowments and so forth, right? But the reason why it exists today is because its own slaves sold some of the slaves that they owned, 272, to profit from it, that kept it going, and allowed it to maintain itself up to now. And the, there was a board that convened, and this was announced uh, September 1st. There was a board that was convened. Of course, that's why it was significant to me. Big shout-out to uh, my my cousin, uh, I'll just say Val, uh, birthday is also September 1st, and my oldest brother's birthday, believe it or not, was September 1st. So big shout out to them. And this news came out on uh, September 1st. See, September 1st is a good day. Uh, but so what they did was, you know, a couple of hundred years ago, Georgetown University sold those slaves and now took them 200 years, they're going to apologize for it. Not only are they going to apologize for it, which, which is, that is significant because that is part of the healing process, but they're also going to uh, put up some memorial to the slaves who labored, uh, benefited the institution. They're going to uh, Two campus buildings are going to be renamed. Uh, I like how they how they said it. It says, "quote In addition, two campus buildings will be renamed: one for an enslaved African American man, and the other for an African American educator who belonged to a Catholic religious order." Now that's significant. I'm I'm all, I'm all for it. Now the part that was confusing to me was it doesn't look like they're going to offer scholarships for descendants of black people in general and black people specifically who are the direct descendants of the slaves that they sold off. And they're not just doing it for the slaves that they sold off, but it's for all slaves that labored for them. Now, even if they said, okay, we cannot afford to do it for all black people. 
that want to apply. But what we will do is for the, the descendants, people who can prove that they're descendants of the slaves that we had on our property, if they can prove that they are descendants, we will give them free admission, assuming that they academically qualify or could be qualified through some type of remedial education or whatever. If they said that, that would boost it to another level for me to say that. And they did not do that. Now, what it looks like they're doing is giving some type of preferential treatment. But to me, the article was misleading. And, again, I used to have great reading comprehension. I'm struggling now because it's a little difficult for me to focus and read. Uh, so if somebody else reads that article, let me know what your take on it is because it looks like in one part that the president is going to give some uh, preferential uh, admissions treatment to uh, black people. And then in another part, it looks like it says that they didn't get there. I appreciate the apology. I appreciate the renaming of the buildings. I appreciate the memorial for them. Those are all good things and those are all good things and things that need to be done. But what would be and, and they're tangible. But what would be good for sure the preferential uh treatment to get in definitely some percentage, something. And it would also be good if there was an actual scholarship for those, especially those who could prove that they're descendants of all of those at Georgetown University, that, that were sl- enslaved at Georgetown University. The one of the reasons why I want to talk about this story is because if Georgetown can do it, then what about Harvard? What about, I believe, Brown? All of these schools that benefited from slave labor, many of them tend to be so-called bastions of liberalism, right? And the liberals are supposed to be on our side. We're on their side. Why don't they do that? At least do what Georgetown has done. Now, they didn't call this reparations. And apparently reparations is a bad word for some people. But really, even though they didn't go as far as I think they should go, it is a form of reparation. It's minimal, it's minute, but it is a form of it. I don't know why they won't call it what it is. It's sort of like, well, I don't want to get into the whole terrorist thing, but why not just call it what it is? It, it you know, we're, it's a form of reparation to atone for our race. Oh, and they didn't say racist past. They said a tune for its slave past. It's almost like reparations, racism, and particularly racist are taboo. I say if you don't deal with these things as they are, they will always haunt us. And I was thinking about something. I went to a Hillary Clinton uh, sort of roundtable uh, discussion event with one of the 
the, the campaign staffers assigned here at African American Outreach, and they'll want to know what could be done to reach the people. And you know what would be nice to hear from Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump? Cause, and the reason why I say them specifically, because I haven't heard it from them, but I have heard it from Jill Stein and uh, Anjamu Baraka. They have a black agenda. It's nice that Georgetown University, a private institution, is doing what they have done, right? It's a step in the right direction. Once you had a first step, you can have more, right? I get that. But what about our federal government? You know, our federal government benefited from slavery because some of the things that it inherited from the South, you know, came about through slavery. Heck, some of the things they have up north came about through slavery. You know, slavery was in the north and the south originally. What should our federal government do to lead, now that Georgetown is taking this step, what should our federal government do to atone for the racist, or excuse me, the slave past of institutions, of government, of industry, 478269600347, I'd love to know what you all think about that. Because I think there's opportunity. There is opportunity for healing. Now, this won't change people's mindsets per se. Those who were racist before will be racist afterwards, even if reparations was done 100%. As a matter of fact, it might make them even more racist because they feel like something is being taken from them. You know, you always say, well, who's going to pay for it? The $17 trillion that bailed out the banks, which are white-owned, because the black banks didn't get any of that money, the $17 trillion that they suddenly found, supposedly the banks have paid the money back, right? And $17 trillion, not billion, trillion. Technically, that's more money that I believe this is on the planet. But they found $17 trillion to bail out the banks. Now, I don't know how much money it would be to pay descendants of slaves reparations. You know, they say, and this is it's different, it's different in different states, that if a person is incarcerated, kind of a, you know, on average, if a person is incarcerated, for every year that that person is falsely imprisoned, incarcerated, that person is owed $50,000. Now, there's cost of living, like I said, in different states. But on, on average, you can say that that person gets $50,000. So if a person was in jail, falsely accused for 10 years, they get $500,000, right? $50,000 times 10. So if a person was in jail for 10 years and they got $50,000 per year, which in 10 years would be $500,000, that means that that person would have been in jail. There have been some that's been in jail for 20 years. That that person should get a million dollars, 20 years, a million dollars. People were enslaved all of their lives. Let's say that 
the average lifespan was 40 years. I'm not going to look that up. So that's $2 million, right? Now, what would have to happen is somebody who's good at math would have to amortize $2 million when slavery ended because they were in captivity. Or just say, all right, it's $2 million. That's what's owed, $2 million. Now, do you take the $2 million and amortize it over all the years of slavery? And let's not forget that not only was there slavery, but Reconstruction was a very short period. Basically, you had Reconstruction in 1865, and by 1891, uh, 1888, somewhere in that time frame, you, you got uh, Jim Crow, and then Jim Crow lasted until well, technically uh, 1965, but there are still some provisions of Jim Crow that were still going on. This is by our government. So I don't know exactly what the number is, and it's not just money. How about health? Yeah, that's right. How about health benefits? Because we weren't allowed to go to the doctor's. When, when there was doctors to go to. How about, you know, we talk about education. Let's be real for slaves to learn how to read and write. Well, if it's against the law to learn how to read and write and to be educated, then should reparations or part of it, or let's, since reparations is a bad, bad word, we'll use atonement. Should a part of atonement be some type of Education, something, whether it's a free education all the way through college. Uh, we know that black people weren't allowed to, you know, get jobs. They weren't first up for the jobs, right? One of the reasons why we have unions. Uh, should there be some hiring preferences? And I know some people say, well, why do I have to pay for something that happened back then? I don't hear anybody, like, who got in a car accident who says years after, depending on how long that Lord, that case takes, oh, I shouldn't be paid. I don't know anybody who works for somebody and says, and that person says, oh, I'm not going to pay you this week. Oh, I'm not going to pay you this month. Oh, I'm not going to pay you this year. I'm not going to pay you this decade. I'm not going to pay you this century. I don't know anybody who says, oh, that's okay. No, it is a debt that is owed. And until that debt is paid, it is still owed. And if you can find $17 trillion to bail out yourself, why can't we find something? Like I say, it doesn't always have to be money. Georgetown, and I say might be because I was having problems with art. Georgetown might be giving preferential admissions treatment to descendants of slaves. Might. I know some people are going to have heartburn with that. But until a debt is paid, the debt is owed. Be able to change people's hearts, won't be able to change people's minds. But at least 
once that's done, we could look at truly uniting this country. Because until that's done, the country is going to be divided. Now, I believe the country will be divided afterwards, but at least the barriers of division will, some of them will be removed. So I think that this Georgetown University thing is really a, a much bigger thing. I don't even know if it made national news. I don't remember, and I didn't watch news every night, but I didn't see it on TV news. I didn't see it in any place in this little article. It didn't make the New York Times. I did see it in an article in the New York Times. They understand that this is important. Do you understand how important it is? It's something that has to be done. I think of America as a place where the little person, the little guy, which is a general term for a person that may not have means, both male and female, that the little guy gets treated fairly, that the little guy isn't abused by the big guy. That's America. And where the little guy has as much opportunity, that's America. That's America of my vision. Georgetown University. Amends for sale of slaves. Georgetown University plans to to atone for slave past. I think it's a big deal. It's a big deal to me. Hope it's a big deal to you, regardless of what color you are. As a matter of fact, if you're white, I hope it's a big deal to you, not because you feel like something is being taken from you, but because you believe in the spirit of America and Americanism. And you see it as the right thing to do. I would encourage you, because see, you all are the decision makers. I would encourage you to support this Georgetown thing, spread the word, and help it happen in more places. Well, I want to thank you all for listening to our own voices today. We talked about Georgetown University plans, uh, steps to atone for slave past. And that was the selling of roughly 200, I believe it was 232 slaves, 272 slaves. And then for the slaves that worked for them, uh, I'll, I'll post a link someplace so you all can, can see that and read it for yourself. I think it's a big deal. I think it's something that needs to be talked about. And I hope more will talk about it uh, soon. And I hope that there will be more of it to talk about. You've been listening to Our Own Voices Live. I am your host, Rodney Smith, and we're talking about Georgetown University playing steps to atone for slave past, how that hopefully will be just a domino that will lead to other dominoes falling. Uh, we also talked about a couple of history notes that uh, tomorrow, September 4th, is the 225th year founding anniversary of Los Angeles. I 
44 individuals with 26 of them being a part of the African diaspora. That's right. And also, that was in, I believe, what was that, 1791? You know, it's always good to fact check me, especially now, uh, 1781. And then in 1838 was uh, on September 4th, Frederick Douglass, uh, the great statesman, orator, and abolitionist newspaper uh, owner and publisher from slavery so that he could accomplish those things and had an impact on Lincoln, maybe on the reason why slaves were freed in the first place. You know, sometimes I sort of get the impression that if Lincoln hadn't freed the slaves, people would have been all right with that. You know, there would have been some people who wouldn't have liked it, but overall, they said, well, you know, it's, you know, it's good. America, we, we need them. I hope that's not the case. But those are our topics today. Thank you for listening. Uh, join us next week at 12.30 p.m. on the West Coast. That's 3.30 p.m. for those of you on the East Coast. And next week, we're going to try to delve into the uh, Kaepernick uh, patriotism and taking a knee and sitting. Uh, when the national anthem is played. Why is that significant? Is he being patriotic or not? And are those who are ridiculing him being patriotic or not? Are they both living out the experiences of freedom of speech? And is that okay? We're going to talk about that next week. So thank you for listening to Our Own Voices Live. I hope to see you all back here to our show. And if you have any comments you would like to leave, you can go to Our Own Voices live on Facebook. You can also go to Our Own Voices on Twitter. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, again, tonight I have planned on hitting up TC's Rib Chris, get my grub on, and uh, around 6 o'clock. And anybody that's listening is welcome to attend. Just bring a, uh, a little bit of hunger, uh, a few dollars, and uh, hopefully – some interest in playing a few games and we hang out a little bit. All right, talk to yourself.